There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sport. This is The Grill on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live from Barasti. Here's Tom Urquhart. What's been happening over the last 60 minutes? Well, we can tell you that Barcelona have taken the points in the early kickoff over in La Liga. Who took the early, who took the points in the early kickoff in the Premier League? It was a, a London derby. Uh, West Ham were entertaining their near neighbours and arch rivals Tottenham. Ross Christ. That's right. Jose Mourinho picks up his first win at the helm for the Spurs, winning out there 3-2. to two. They made it close there at the end. The Hammers did, but his side was too much. And after the, after the game, he had his first press conference. I can tell you it was a bit monotone. He, he, needs a cup really? of co- he needs a cup of coffee out there. He wasn't his normal Jose Mourinho self. So hopefully uh, we get a little bit more out of him in the coming days. Uh, we will have a more reaction and reflection on that one. We're underway in the 7 o'clock kickoffs in the Premier League. Get yourself down here to Barasti and be part of it. Really good crowd in this evening. Beautiful, beautiful conditions. Don't know about you boys. I know uh, you like a chat about the weather, don't you, Arch? You like a little chat about the weather. But this morning was one of those mornings, wasn't it? I don't know how early you guys got up. But when I walked out the door this morning on the way to the golf, went down to the golf, uh, enjoy that. And, of course, we will be giving you updates on what's been happening in the golf very shortly. It was just one of those days. You look up the sky, you feel the, the atmosphere go, this is why I'm here. I, t- I tell you what, though, hasn't the weather changed in the last sort of two weeks in Dubai? It was still pretty humid, um, pretty muggy. It was sort of just coming out of summer. In the last sort of week to ten days, it's really pleasant now. And uh, obviously a bit of uh, turbulent weather during the week has seemed to have come in with a bit of rain and sort of washed everything and cleansed up everything. It's, it's stunning tonight and a beautiful, beautiful sunset down here at Barasti. See what started here. Stunning See evening. See what started here, yeah. <laughs> so it's a glor- glorious evening if you Should want to watch the sport. Should we just go home, Roscoe? We could, we, we could do that. He could, he could go on for two hours now, this Sports one. slash weather for the next three <laughs> hours. No, no, I was in Alain last night, and wherever, whatever happens out there, it gets colder, and it dipped down to 20, and that was too cold for me. I'm now, uh, I'm now too acclimated to this. You've, 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 gone to the, you've gone to the hoodies now. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for hoodies and sweatshirts <laughs> and jumpers. Uh, let's talk cricket if we can. Why? Loads of cricket ongoing uh, around the globe, and, of course, here in the UAE. What are you hearing from? the T10. Good reports? Yeah, I heard some uh, big crowds in yesterday at the T10. I think it uh, concludes this, 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 this evening weekend, yeah. down, in, down in Abu Dhabi and uh, great initiative down there um, with that, that event and uh, great to see uh, cricket the start of the season really flourishing with the, with the T10 event and uh, very innovative uh, 10 overs. It's over in a, in a blink of the eye and uh, plenty of uh, fast action. We talk about the the, t- the emergence of T20 in, this is, uh, in recent years, and this has really been another interesting dynamic to the game. I can tell you that the Maratha Arabians have made it through to the final. Uh, they beat the Calendars a little earlier on today by seven runs. Uh, who will be they be taking on in the final? That game's ongoing at present. Deccan Gladiators taking on Blang- Bangla Tigers. I'll give a result on that one very shortly. And the final gets underway at 8 o'clock this evening uh, down at the Sheikh Zayed Stadium in Abu Dhabi. T10 action there. Uh, meanwhile, what else is going on around the world? We've got three test matches ongoing. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it, Tom? I can tell you that the Southern Hemisphere Test Cricket season has got underway. Test matches taking place in beautiful Mount Monganui in New Zealand, a new test uh, venue, and also at the Gabba, Brisbane, Australia. Close to home, though. Second test match is well underway in Calcutta with India hosting Bangladesh. Pink ball cricket over there in India, Tom. It's innovative. It's day-night, the first ever day-night match taking place in India. And I can tell you that India are dominating that match. It stumps Bangladesh 152 for six in their second innings. Uh, They were bowled out for only 106 in their first innings. And India compiled big score, 347 for nine declared. That man, Virat Kohli, scored his 27th test century, 136 for Kohli. And uh, I can tell you that India are absolutely in control of this test match after two days. So it stumps after two days. Bangladesh still trail by 89 runs with only four wickets remaining of their second innings. So India in control of the match, in control of the series, and great to see them experimenting with the pink ball in a day-night match. Apparently big crowds in there, um, over 50,000 people watching uh, the day-night match in Calcutta. So great to see the uh, BCCI uh, finally getting on the sort of the day-night bandwagon. They're trying to make test cricket more uh, accessible for more people, more sort of... uh, added element to make it interesting there and getting people along after work and in the evening. So great to see that taking place over in Calcutta. Also, let's me just keep keep running through these scores here. Mount Monganui, Bay of Plenty, New Zealand, new test venue. Evenly uh, positioned test match after three days between New Zealand and England. England uh, batted first, 353 they scored. New Zealand after day three, 394 for six. BJ Watling, 
He is 119 not out. Uh, batted all day, uh, really sort of old school test innings. He, he knuckled down, um, did the hard work and has come away with his uh, eighth test century. So going into day four tomorrow, New Zealand, New Zealand looking to build on their lead of 41 runs, four wickets remaining, match is still in the balance. If New Zealand can get a bit of a lead, maybe 100 runs, put some pressure on England. Be interesting to see how that goes. And then over at the Gabba, Tom, also uh, Pakistan struggling in this first test match. It's an ICC World Test Championship match, so lots of points at stake trying to win that, uh, that test championship or get to that final. Pakistan in their second innings at Stumps, 64 for three. They scored 240 in their first innings. Earlier today, Australia dismissed for a mammoth 580 runs. Centuries to David Warner with 154. Uh, Manus uh, Labashe with 185. His maiden test entry um, did so well in the Ashes when he came into the into the team there for Steve Smith uh, with that concussion. He's really burst on the scene now. It's his highest first class score and obviously 185. Big, great effort in his first test match as well. Interesting note here, Nassim Shah. Watch this name, 16-year-old Pakistan fast bowler. He took his first ever test wicket, which was David Warner. So uh, Australia were well in control of this match, but Pakistan, they trail them by 276 runs with seven wickets remaining in their second innings. Wanted to listen to the highlights of this match. Plenty of action coming to you from the Gabba. This was day two, Pakistan taking on Australia. It's day three of the first test match between Australia and Pakistan, the Domain Test Series. It's moving day. The Australians have laid a wonderful foundation. In swing, out swing. What's this happening? Shot. Batting perfection from Lavashane. The opening boundary of day three. Devil's number in Australia. And he immediately works his way off it. Whip through mid-wicket with one of the shots of the morning. All wrist. This time he thinks he's got his man. The Pakistani celebrates. And it was a beauty of a delivery too. Short, well-directed. Warner trying to get out of the way. It looked like a bottom edge. Went through to the keeper, Rizwan, who took an excellent catch low down. Oh, close. Shout. Close. Inside yes. edge is given. Reviews it straight away. Inside edge. Nice. Love it, Shane. Believes is a big inside. There you go. Or turn your decision from out to not out. Smith over the top, off the mark. And that's all because of that misfield single. Yeah. Hold him straight through. Yassir Shah just strike. And it's the key wicket of uh, Steve Smith. Oh. It's through. Test match century number one for Marnus Labuschagne. Well done, young man. That is a superb performance. Matthew Wade will look to be aggressive. Australia in a commanding position. The margin for error is so small for the spin bowler. Oh, good use of the feet there. No doubt about the end result either. You can see shots like that. What a shot that is from Matthew Wade. This guy can play. And he's in form, as you said, Ish. 50 comes up for Matthew Wade. Great start to the test summer for him. Oh, shot. That's a class shot, that. That man right there. There's so, a reverse. Yeah. Playing with the field, showing Sharafridi, can't get there. Another fall to Matthew Wade. There's no rain around, which is a good sign also, so take that out of the equation. Oh, that's yeah! a good over. Little edge and way goes. Harris breaks through. A wicket from nowhere. And Matty Wade departs for 60. Stroked away to point 150 to Manus Labashane in front of an adoring home crowd. I'm liking what's building here for Australia. Oh, that's a great oh, shot from oh. Travis Head. It's only a gap of about four metres. And he pierced it. Yeah! Got him. Down the leg side. A strangle. Travis Head knows it. Harris Sahel with his second wicket. Oh, that's good use of the feet, isn't it? There. Catch it! Sweep shot from Tim Payne. It's going to be another boundary to finish the over. It's been a good one for Australia. Better. Well, that's better. 
Ooh, is there any bat in it? They like it. And given. Just a little bit unlucky from Tim Payne there. Just a little under edge onto the thigh guard. Goes up in the air and second slip. He's in the right spot. How long will they go? Labashane, 15 from a double. Oh, he's not going to get there. And heartbreak at the Gabba. Oh, there's going to be many more times where he's going to be walking off the ground saluting the crowd because um, that's just the start of uh, something special with this young man. Given Richard Illingworth puts the finger up. That's a clever shot from Nathan Lyon. Just waited and eased the ball down a third man for a boundary. Little edge carries. Pat Cummins goes. The ninth wicket falls. Oh, he too easy. Shot that is shame. I'll play Joshy. Stitch me up there no. somewhere. <laughs> Big shout. Oh. And the finger goes up. Australia, 580 all out. Lead by 340. Here we go. Strike on the hip. It's uh, got to hurt. Well, if he wasn't awake, Masudi is now. <laughs> got to remain positive in everything they do. Nice shot. Beautifully played off his pads. And that should be the first boundary for Pakistan in the second innings. Landing is exactly the same spot. Glorious. Glorious shot from the captain, Azarali. The perfect cover drive. That looks close. It looks very close. He's been given. Ball tracking coming up now, Richard. Impact is in line. Umpires call on hitting the wickets. So I get you to stay with your original decision of out. Oh. Edge taken! Mitchell Stark gets him in the first innings. He gets him in the second, a ball that he didn't need to play. And Harris Ahale, he doesn't want to go. He's still standing at the crease. He can't believe he's just flirted outside the off stump once again. Another poor shot. Out. Steve Smith, you can't keep him quiet for too long. Wonderful delivery. Kerry, you just mentioned the ball nipping back. Well, this one just goes away from him. A Jaffa. That's high calibre fast bowling, isn't it? Shot. Glorious. Great shot. Perfect balance. Good. Oh. Is it carried? Was there an edge? Uncertainty all around. Yeah, so take it back. Yeah, the ball has hit the ground. Yeah, correct decision, I think, there. Yep. And that closes out another day of dominance for the Australians here at the Gabba. They've done it for 30 years now. We'll get back to the cricket for you in a few moments' time. You're listening to The Grill live from Brasti, where the game is always on. We've got the first goal of the 7 o'clock kickoffs in the Premier League. A load of different storylines developing in the Premier League today. The return, the winning return of a certain Jose Mourinho. Another defeat for Pellegrini. Yet more pressure on him. And we've got a goal uh, at the Emirates Stadium. Is this more pressure for Unai Emery? How's it gone? Mark Archer. Tom, it is indeed. Southampton, who have struggled this season only eight points after 12 matches, have struck first through their front man, Danny Ings, after eight minutes. It was uh, not the start that, uh, or just the start that Southampton wanted, of course, and obviously not the one that Arsenal boss Unai Emery would have wished for. It was a great finish by Danny, Danny Ings. His shot rattled in off the left post, and, uh, and Arsenal were caught completely unaware by Ryan Bertrand's quick free kick. Dreadful defending. We said before the start when we named the teams, defending is a big problem for Arsenal. They look good when they go forward, but the back four has a lot to, uh, a lot of questions to answer. So it's Arsenal 1, Southampton 0, Danny Ings after eight minutes. Glaring opportunity just missed for Crystal Palace as well in the feature game on the big screen down here at Barasti. Uh, that's not to say though that all the other games in the Premier League and across Europe are being shown down here. Uh, back to the cricket for you. Let's talk uh, Emirates T10 because the second of the Eliminators is ongoing down in Abu Dhabi. It's the Bangla Tigers taking on the Declan Gladiators or the Deccan Gladiators, I should say. 107-3 was what Bangla Tigers um, uh, uh, posted from their 10 overs, their 60 balls. Declan 
England gladiators in response are 60 for the loss of two wickets. Shane Watson, the man to uh, last have gone. He was bowled by Kevin for 16 runs. Kieran Pollard still at Kieran Pollard is still at the crease. He's 12 not out uh, from four balls. And uh, D.W. Lawrence is also at the crease as well. Uh, he's just been joined. He's just joined Pollard. So Lawrence, uh, and, sorry, uh, Lawrence and Pollard at the crease. We'll keep an eye on that one for you. Doesn't give you much food for thought, does it? Ten overs. T10 is going to come quick. It's going to come fast. If you pop off uh, for, for, for a uh, bag of popcorn, Tom, you're going to miss yeah. a lot of the action. So you've got to say... Uh, Rooted to your seat there, and uh, it's 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 action by every ball. And I guess they almost celebrate a maiden ball there in T10 cricket, so that's the way forward. But earlier we talked all this about these three test matches taking place, none more so than the match in Calcutta. It's only just, uh, they've just drawn stumps uh, after day two there. Great innovation by the BCCI. They've finally got on the bandwagon of playing a day-night match there. Pink ball is uh, to the fore, and it's brought in big crowds, big crowds beyond the normal crowds, which you say, we often watch a lot of, cricket in in India. We know the IPL packs out, but we've seen a big, pretty big decline in all test match crowds over there. So they've gone to Calcutta, they've played, they've put, turned the lights on for the final session, and 50,000 people have turned out yesterday, um, and big crowds in there today as well to watch these matches. And one man who is applauding the efforts of the BCCI, and one man that we do listen to who scored his 27th test century today, um, the captain, Indian captain Virat Kohli, when he says something in cricket, people stop and listen. And this is what Virat Kohli had to say about the innovations regarding a day-night test match. I can't speak for another team or another cricket board how they look at test cricket, uh, how they want to manage it. But um, from our point of view, from the BCCA point of view, the only discussion we've had over the last two, three years is how can we keep test cricket right up there. Um, and that takes the commitment of the board, firstly. Um, secondly, the, the total commitment of the players wanting to do everything um, that's required to keep the standard of test cricket high. And if you look at how, uh, you know, exciting as a team we've been over the last two, three years, that tells you in the way people come and watch us play as well. So I think it's, it's, a, it's a partnership of the board and the players moving in one direction together. If you look at our contract system as well, a lot of importance has been given to test cricketers. So I think all things have to coincide and every cricket nation that has done that, invariably those are the ones that are playing strong test cricket and their heart and their minds are totally in sync with you know keep, keeping test cricket on top. So I think everything has to be taken into account. You can't just tell the players you have to be committed to playing test cricket but you know contractually we're not going to do anything for you. So I think because we are professional players, we, we earn a living as well. As long as test cricket is is displayed or actually in in facts um, you know said to be the most important uh, format i think everything around that has to happen in that same manner in my opinion this should not become the the only way test cricket is played because then you're losing out on you know that that nervousness of the first session in the morning you can't yes you can bring excitement into test cricket but you can't purely make test cricket based on just entertaining people you know, the entertainment of test cricket lies in the fact that a batsman is trying to survive a session, a bowler is trying to set a batsman out and if people don't respond to that too bad, I mean, whoever wants to respond to that will come and watch test cricket. You can't, if I don't like test cricket, you can't push me to like test cricket. You know, if someone gets a uh, an excitement or a boost from watching that battle between bat and ball uh, and great session of test cricket, in my opinion, those are the people that should come and, and watch test cricket because they understand what's going on. So, yes, it's it's great to to create more buzz around Test Cricket. You see first three days or maybe four days here are sold out, which is amazing for Test Cricket. But I think Rahul Bhai mentioned this recently. If you have a Test calendar where, you know, the series and the tests are fixed, then obviously it will bring a lot more system, a lot more sync into people planning their calendars as well. It can't be random saying we never know when a Test match is going to arrive. So if you have centres which are marked, and you have test calendar which is marked. Obviously, people will have a, a, a better system as to how we can plan to get into those tests. You know, people are not just going to leave work and come to a test match. If they don't know what's going on, they can plan in advance like you plan anything in life. So, I think this can be a one-off thing. Unbelievable goal! This is The Grill, live from Barasti, where the game is always on. 
several goals to report for you. I'm going to start over in the Italian Serie A storyline developing down there at the moment because Juventus, the reigning champions, uh, they're trailing Atalanta of all people at the moment. Robin Gossens with the goal uh, in the second half on the 56th minute sees Atalanta leading Juventus uh, with, what, the best part uh, of 25 minutes still in that game. However, there have been more goals in the Premier League. Let's get over to the Emirates Stadium. Mark Archer. Yeah, Arsenal are back. They've equalised uh, with uh, Alex Lacazette after 18 minutes. They fell behind Southampton to an early Danny Ings goal after eight minutes. Southampton 19th in the Premier League, well in the relegation zone, and they went ahead early after Danny Ings. But the equalisers come from Alex Lacazette, uh, bundled in a bit of a scrappy goal, really. It bobbled around a few players. He stuck the right foot out uh, and got the equalising goal. So 20 minutes gone here at the Emirates. It's Arsenal 1. Southampton won. Let's get down to Bournemouth on the south coast where they are entertaining Wolves. Ross Chris. That's right. We're currently in the 25th minute, but on the 21st minute, Giamotinho with an amazing kick out there. Phenomenal stuff. Found the back of the goal there, so they take an early lead. And the Wolverhampton Wanderers, Wolves keep getting better since September, have not lost. Real Betis taking on Valencia over in Spanish La Liga. No goals to report there. However, there have been goals in the German Bundesliga. Uh, leads for Union Berlin, Freiburg and Wolfsburg and Schalke, all by a solitary goal at the moment against their respective opposition. Uh, the big talking point will be Bayern Munich. They've hit their straps yet again. Slow start to the season uh, for the champions down uh, in Germany, the perennial champions, if you like, they are smashing Dusseldorf. Uh, it is extra time in the first half, just before half time. There, Bayern Munich leading their opponents by three goals to nil. Three first half goals for Bayern Munich against Dusseldorf. That's what's happening in the football over uh, on the continent, over in Europe. We'll bring you more details from the Premier League, from the Championship, and of course Scotland in just a few moments' time. Uh, but uh, we are reflecting on all things cricket. Why? Because three Test matches ongoing at present. And, of course, the uh, qualifier down at the uh, Abu Dhabi T10 ongoing as we speak at the moment. Just want to get your thoughts, Archie, on this uh, England against New Zealand series. A lot of criticism for the England uh, bowling attack a little earlier on today. However, Chris Silverwood, the uh, manager who's taken charge for the first test match uh, under, his, um, um, uh, under his coaching and management at the moment, coming out after the game and saying, no, 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 it, it wasn't a negative approach from England. It's just a very flat wicket. Your reading of it? Yeah, it does look like a flat wicket. New test venue, Mount Monganui, beautiful part uh, of New Zealand. Bay of Plenty, sort of in the in the middle, top 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 half of of, of New Zealand and the North Island. Uh, and it looks like a, a pretty flat test pitch for both teams. It's sort of old school, traditional. Get stuck in as a batsman and bowlers bowling a lot of line and length trying to force the error. It doesn't look a lot in it for the pace bowlers and it's not really turning too much yet. We did see a little bit of inconsistent bounce in some of the highlights I saw earlier today and that may be a factor, particularly if New Zealand can get a big lead, but New Zealand will have to bat last on this pitch. The, uh, this is one of three test matches, Tom, taking part. We're seeing Australia dominate Pakistan at Gabba uh, in, in Brisbane. We're seeing India uh, dominate the day-night test match against Bangladesh. But this match is really evenly balanced. We've seen a lot of even matches between New Zealand uh, and England in all forms of the game this year. Let's uh, not dwell on that, whether it be 50-over cricket or, or T20 cricket. Um, we've, and the, that was a great series, the T20 series, uh, and the 50-over series between these two teams. Uh, to, Can to you get a super off. over in test matches or not? Oh, who knows, Tom. There'll be some rules somewhere, some bylaws <laughs> probably giving, giving the win to England. But uh, there you go. And this has been, this has been a great uh, sort of traditional, if you're a purist in test cricket, it's been a, a battle of sort of uh, attrition between the two teams. BJ Watling was a standout today for New Zealand. 119 not out. He scored the New Zealand wicketkeeper his eighth test century. He batted all day, uh, which not many players do anymore. And New Zealand took that lead. Uh, they scored 394 for six and trail. Uh, they lead England by 41 runs. You talked about Chris uh, uh, Silverwood, the, the new England coach, taking over from the uh, Trevor Bayliss after four years. He came out and said he thought the England bowlers really stuck well at their task today. I don't think we can fault the effort of the bowlers or anybody that's been on the park, really. I mean, we've tried hard all day. We've implemented the plans. Uh, what I've been impressed with is we've given those plans time to work and we've made it very difficult for the New Zealand guys to score. Uh, so from an effort point of view, I can't fault them. 
No, that, to be honest, I think, but we're out there. I mean, we got out there. What we did see is a lot of effort. We showed a good attitude towards everything we do. We implemented the plans and we stuck to them. So, as I say, I mean, I didn't see it as being flat from a dressing room, to be honest. Uh, it was very simple. We wanted Sam to try and swing the new ball and give him the best opportunity to do that. So there's nothing more than that. Well, it is, but again, we just want to give Sam the best chance of swinging it because that's his big weapon. Well, I mean, the one thing that we can learn, I mean, looking at the opposition and how they ball on their wickets as well is, you know, look at South, he held his length very well. Uh, they worked between the tactics. So obviously Wagner comes in and bowls his bounces. Uh, I mean, then we go back to Lem. So we're trying to learn from them all the time and trying to implement them. And as I say, I mean, we created chances today, uh, but it just wasn't to be. Well, it is tough when you drop catches. It never helps. But one thing that we have done, you've probably seen us in the morning during warm-up, is we're working very hard on that. And we will improve. We will have a good day tomorrow. Uh, the guys will be up for it. We'll prepare, I mean, prepare well tonight and we'll come back and we'll show the same effort and attitude again. Well, it could do, but I mean, that's a game, isn't it? So we've got to try and minimise that lead uh, and then obviously come out and bat well. Those are the thoughts of Chris Silverwood, the new man in charge of the England Test team. Uh, uh, and uh, he will, of course, uh, take a charge for the first time uh, down in New Zealand. Um, also, first for Joffre Archer, the first test for England outside of England for the new England man. Have they used him wisely? Well, it's been tough. He's, 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 he's still a youngster and he's had a lot of cricket this year in, in recent times. I think they're just trying to pace him through. There's not, as we said before, the uh, bit, of informa- bit of audio from Chris Silverwood. There's not a lot of pace in the pitch. So they've got to use him in short, sharp spells to try and extract the best from him. They gave actually Sam Curran, I think, the new ball, the left armour, to try and get some more swing out of it. And Joffre Archer's very much a, a bang it into the pitch type bowler and, and try and extract extra bounce or extra pace of that. And it hasn't been, uh, the pitch has really been pretty flat and pretty slow, so it hasn't given him the chance. But I think you, here's a guy you don't want to burn out. He plays all three formats 50 over cricket, T20 cricket, he plays franchise cricket, plays test cricket. You can't bowl him into the ground. I, mean, I think that's part of the thing. They need to pace him. They need to look at, look at how many overs he's bowling and really sort of use him uh, to smart effect if they want to prolong his career and continue to use him across the different formats. And, of course, he plays a lot of franchise cricket as well when he gets his spare time, whether it be in the IPL or the Big Bash. So England uh, would have century contracted Joffre Archer now, and I think they just need to use him at the right times. Obviously, all geared up for that Ashes in a couple of years' time, and Joffre Archer could be a, be a key performer for England if they're going to go back to Australia and win the Ashes back. Listen to the grill. We're live from Barasti, where the game is always on. Lovely atmosphere down here at Barasti. Beautiful evening here in Dubai. We're encouraging you to come on down and be part of proceedings. If you can't be part of proceedings, keep it locked here on Dubai. I-103.8 for all the latest from the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, uh, League A, and all the other major sporting events around the world. When we come back, we turn our attention full frontal to all things US. This is The Grill, live from Barasti, where the game is always on. Live from Barasti, where the game is always on. That's where you'll find myself, Mark Archer and Ross Chris, as we talk you through all the big sporting events uh, of the evening into the night. Premier League is in full swing. We've got six games underway. Let's get down to the Emirates Stadium for a uh, half an hour report from Mark. Not half an hour of a report, but they've played half an hour. Mark Archer. Yeah, Arsenal won, Southampton won. Southampton uh, currently in 19th in the Premier League. Uh, opened the scoring with Danny Ings. He scored after eight minutes. And Alex Lacazette came back after 18 minutes for the equaliser for Arsenal. It's been, a, it's been a back and forth game, but Arsenal look vulnerable at the back, exploited early by Southampton, who have had uh, terrible form in recent weeks as well. So Arsenal won, Southampton won. 30 minutes gone at the Emirates. Watford nil, Burnley nil, Everton nil, Norwich nil, Palace nil, Liverpool nil, Brighton nil, Leicester nil. However, we have got news of another goal down on the south coast. Bournemouth are entertaining Wolves at present. We saw that stunning free kick uh, from Moutinho for the first goal for the visitors. Where's the second one gone, Roscrist? That's right, Raul. Raul Jimenez puts one in to put them up 2-0 at the Vitality. So there they go. The Wolves up 2-0 over at Bournemouth right now, Tom. Keep an eye on those for you. We're also keeping an eye on what's happening uh, over in Scotland where plenty of goals have gone on in the first half an hour over there. Celtic are taking in their first half lead against Livingston. They lead by one goal to nil. Hibs lead Motherwell 2-1. Kilmarnock a smashing hearts. It's 3-0 to the Killy at present with just 30 minutes on the clock. And Samirin are trailing Ross County by a solitary goal. 2-2 is how it finished in the championship a little earlier on between Charlton and Cardiff in the early kickoff. 
goals to report from the championship from that first half. Blackburn leading Barnsley by one goal to nil. Uh, no goals in a number of the other games, but down at the bottom at West Brom against Sheffield Wednesday, there is a goal there. Only two goals in the championship so far in the first half hour of action in the several games that have taken place over there. West Brom leading Sheffield Wednesday by one goal to nil. Blackburn leading Barnsley by one goal to nil. Uh, let's get to the rugby for you because there is plenty of action taking place in the European Champions Cup and, of course, Challenge Cup. Mark Archer. Yeah, Tom, a massive day in European club uh, rugby fixtures. Seven games uh, in all in the Champions Cup, another five matches in the European Challenge Cup. One result to bring you from last night, we're in pool three of the Champions Cup. Ulster defeated Clermont de Verne, 18 points to 13. A couple of full-time results to bring you from the, champ- the early kickoffs in the Champions Cup. Saracens, it's been a pretty interesting couple of weeks for the boys yeah. from North London, but Saracens have gone and had a big win at home against the Ospreys from Wales. 44 points to three. That defeated the Ospreys, so it's good to see Saracens performing off uh, on the park, and obviously plenty of issues off the park with salary cap uh, uh, problems and massive fines, and also the, that 35 point uh, reduction there in their season. So they're sitting last by a long way in the uh, in the English league at the moment. Wins also for Northampton; they went over to Italy and beat uh, Treviso Benetton, 35 points to 32. Crack of a match there. And a good win for Northampton Saints over in Benetton. And a win at home for Stade, uh, for Toulouse. They took on Connick and had the win at 32 points to 17. The matches that have just kicked off, uh, Exeter Chiefs are hosting Glasgow Warriors. It's Glasgow who have scored the early try there through Nick Gregg. And it's been converted by Adam Hastings. Uh, so 7-3, Glasgow lead Exeter Chiefs after 20 minutes. And Leinster have travelled to France to take on Lyon. And it's Johnny Sexton. Uh, who scored the only points of that match. It's a, it's a penalty after 10 minutes. So Leicester 3, Leon 0. Late kickoffs in the uh, Champions Cup. It's the all-English all match. Quinns are hosting Bath at the Stoop. And over in, uh, in Ireland, Munster will take on the uh, French outfit racing at 92. Lots of rugby to look forward to and lots of talking points for us to address in the next hour and a half. But for now, I want to turn our attention, if I may, to all things US. Why? Because we've got the man in town. Uh, the sheriff is right here in town to talk us through all things US sport. Mr. Ross Christ. Let's turn our attention to the NBA because there's been a lot of juicy matchups this season. And let's go through some of the scores from last night's game. The Pistons hosted the Hawks. The Pistons won this one 128-103. to DeAndre Bembry had 22 points for Atlanta in a losing effort. The big man, Andre Drummond, chipped in with a double-double, 23 points, 15 rebounds, and two assists for the Pistons in this game. The Wizard hosted the Warriors, and the Wizards won 125-118. to 118. Miles Bridges had 31 points and 8 rebounds in a losing effort for the Hornets. And for the Wizards, Bradley Beal chipped in with 30 points. He's their strongest player this year. Very, very young roster the Washington Wizards have, the youngest in the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets defeated the Sacramento Kings 116 to 97. Rashawn Holmes had 12 points and eight boards in a loss in this one. Spencer Dinwiddle had 23 points, one rebound, and seven assists. The Heat are for real this year. Jimmy Butler and Coach Spolstra has them playing quite well. They moved to 11 and three on the season, defeating the Bulls in Chicago in the Windy City. Thaddeus Young had 12 points, but Jimmy Butler had 27 for this Heat. The Heat. Only dropped three games thus far this season. They are now a threat in the East for that top seed if the playoffs were to end today, but we still got a ton of games to play. The Lakers won 130 to 127. Anthony Davis had 33 points. 11 rebounds and 7 assists, and he connected with some three-pointers. LeBron James has been telling him to hit more threes because this big man can shoot it well. Elsewhere, there was another basketball game that took part in California, and it wasn't even in the NBA, but a certain LeBron James' family member made some news. Rebound, Shy Odom. Here's Amari Bailey. Ronnie throws it down! Ronnie James and Sierra Canyon is loving it. Sports Center top ten. You guys watching this? Ronnie James looking like his daddy. Right hand slam. Le- LeBron James Jr. connecting with his first dunk. Mark Archer 
It runs in the family. Well, you got to love the name, don't you, Bronny James? It's like calling you your son uh, to be in the future, Ross uh, Roscoe. Yeah, well, I mean, Roscoe Christ. If you if you could have seen it in real time, it looked amazing. He had some of his father's hops. Certainly has the athletic pedigree in that family. So, be interesting to see how far Bronny James goes because now he's playing in prep high school. A lot of eyes are on him to see what he does up in the next level. And just looking at the Lakers, you know they've been they've been down in the dumps from recent years. LeBron obviously went there last year. High profile movie. Couldn't quite get the pieces around him. But Anthony Davis with. LeBron James really looked like the real deal there. Thirteen and two, only two losses on the season, and they look the business. Yeah. Um, they look really like a team that's going to threat in a stacked again. I've got to say, I say it year in year in year out. The Western Conference looks absolutely stacked. I, I watched the the Rockets and the Clippers. Both those two two rosters have got all stars galore, and the Nuggets, who did, had a good good run last season, are there or thereabouts as well. But uh, even the Mavericks. With with uh, with the youngsters there from 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 Eastern Europe look look fantastic. But do you think the Lakers are for, are for deal? Do you think the team that wins the title this year has got to get past the Lakers? Yeah, hundred percent. You said it right, Mark Archer. Lakers stacked up that lineup going out and getting Davis. He has been nothing but short of phenomenal for him. Then let's look at some other key pieces. They they go out and get Danny Green. He has a game winning three pointer earlier this week. Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench last night. He's a very very good player. Then Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was a, a, a phenomenal center about 10 years back. He's trying to resurrect his career out there on the West Coast. Rajon Rondo also coming off uh, from the point guard position. So they have a lot of veteran leadership on this team. Uh, Jared Dudley as well. So this Lakers team is the team to beat right now in the West, I would say, right now with 13-2 and two records. So LeBron has them playing well. And don't forget, don't let anyone else fool you. LeBron James is the greatest player playing basketball right now. It doesn't matter how old he is. He keeps getting better like a fine wine. Right, Luka Doncic, your thoughts on Luka Doncic, um, uh, name for the future? Yeah, Luka Doncic, he's been doing quite well. Last night he does. He shines in a route 143 to 101. He had 30.7 rebounds and 14 points. And Darius Garland had 23 points, one rebound and four assists. <laughs> Okay, let's break away from the uh, U.S. sports report for just one moment. Why? Because we got yet another storyline developing in the world of the Premier League. Mark Archer's keeping an eye on Palace against Liverpool. I can tell you, stop the bus, Tom Urquhart, because Liverpool unbeaten in 29. I'm driving a bus. (laughs) Liverpool unbeaten on 29 Premier League games have conceded their first goal against Crystal Palace in this match down in South London. Oh, there's talk, though. Has it gone to VAR? I can tell you it was a free kick just outside the box. Swung in. I can't quite see who the goal scorer was. Did you get a chance to see the goal scorer? Didn't see the goal scorer, no. It could have been been James MacArthur, I think, who may have got the last touch to go in there. But I can tell you that the referee has gone to the earpiece. He's having a word with the men in the uh, VAR box, wherever that's located in, in the UK, and they're trying to see whether there was an issue here with this goal. So it's gone to VAR. Was he in an offside position? It was headed through, though. Looked from looked took to from me. A, took a deflection off, a, off one of the Liverpool um, players at the, at the front post, uh, which should therefore play everyone onside, shouldn't it? That's what I would have thought, but I'm just trying to get a, a, a confirmation here from the VAR. It's free kicks come in. It's glanced off, I think, Gomez's head. And then it's gone to, I, I believe it's MacArthur at the back post, but we're still waiting for confirmation. And this is where VAR gets frustrating, doesn't it? Because the, the momentum <laughs> of the game like stopped. <laughs> <laughs> we've all got a chance to have a breather, and we're waiting for some type of confirmation. And the referee says... No goal. VAR decision, no goal. Wow. And a free kick's been awarded. No so goal. decision, no goal. Uh, we'll get more confirmation on that for you. Uh, James Tompkins, the man with the uh, final touch uh, from the uh, from Palace for Palace, but it won't count. It counts for now. Uh, so VAR uh, deciding that there was no touch on that ball uh, from a Liverpool defender, and therefore uh, James Tompkins was a li- was judged to have been in an offside position. My reading of that VAR decision. Let's get back. I was asking you about Luka Doncic. Yeah, Luka Doncic, big win last night for him, 30.7 rebounds. He's playing phenomenal out there for Dallas. They got them to a 10-5 and record, so keep an eye on him. He's definitely part of MVP Watch, one of the young, young fun European talents Serbian, in the league. Serbian, is he? Yep, Serbian. He comes out, and, you know, the Dallas Mavericks have done a good job. They always have 
good foreign talent. Um, so Dirk Nowitzki, obviously being one of the best players ever, the best foreign player ever to play in the NBA, retiring last year. Luka Doncic now holding the reins down for Team Europe out in the NBA because he is a real, real big talent right now. Some other scores from last night. We're going to head to my home state of Pennsylvania where the Philadelphia 76ers handed the Spurs their 11th loss of the season. Very uncharacteristic for the San Antonio Spurs. They fall to 5-11. and 11. DeMar DeRozan had 29 points and Tobias Harris had 26 points. After the game, Joel Embiid said he is done trash talking. One of the greatest trash talkers in the <laughs> NBA has said he's hanging it up because he's sick of getting kicked out of games. I'm done with that. Uh, I mean, the whole season, I only had that incident at the beginning of the year. I vowed to never get suspended again. Uh, and I, I don't want to talk trash. And I never started. People always, you know, try to uh, get at me. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to play my game. Uh, so, but it's never, it's not going to happen again. So I'm just, you know, more important to my team. I mean, I can't get suspended. I think he hurts our team. I can't get technical fouls. I can't get in, in scuffles or fights. So, you know, I just got to uh, keep it cool and keep playing and help my teammates win. Somehow I just don't believe he never starts it. <laughs> the man picks up a technical just about, you know, once out of every 10 games, and he's one of the prolific trash talkers in the game. Everyone gives him that crown. So we'll see how well he holds true to his new regiment of not talking to the opponent. Some other scores from last night. The Utah Jazz defeat the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors are struggling big time after the dynasty. A couple pieces left. They now fall to 3-14 and 14 in the Bay Area. The Utah Jazz improved to 10-5. and 5. Donovan Mitchell, the young talent, had 30 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. The Nuggets defeat the Celtics. Jalen Brown had 22 points and 10 boards in this one. But Jokic posted a triple-double in this one. 18 points, 16 rebounds, and 10 assists. But the real tasty matchup of the night was the last game of the night out there on the West Coast. It was the Houston Rockets going against the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers won this one 122 to 119. James Harden had 37 points and was double teamed the entire game in a losing effort. Lou Williams had 26 points in a winning effort, 3 rebounds and 8 of 6. Dark Rivers is finally saying that Los Angeles Clippers are getting some hometown support. <laughs> like his playoff for the whole season. He's been running double teams at me. I've never seen that in an NBA game where you got really good defenders and you got other guys just running, you know, a person at the top of the key at me. Like, y'all let me know when the last time y'all seen that. You like the way you were kind of about this time? Yeah, we, we, we're confident, man. Like, I, I got all the confidence in, in the guys, man, whether it's, you know, whoever it is. I get off the basketball, I trust them. Coaches, they trust themselves to make the right play. And that's what we're going to live with. The team's going to continue to run guys at be at the top of the floor, uh, and then, you know, guys going to have to make plays, and we did that tonight. You know, we had an opportunity with one minute to go, and things didn't go our way. So uh, heads up and be ready to go on Sunday. That's James Harden speaking with reporters after the game, complaining about the amount of double teams and attention that he gets. Elsewhere on the other side of the ball, Doc Rivers, the head coach of the Clippers, very, very happy for the fan support. The time for the fans to be excited, what we've seen the last two games, also a franchise record in terms of starting the season with the 10-1 at home. Um, I said an exciting time in that sense. Yeah, uh, it's amazing that's a franchise record. <laughs> that's almost, that's hilarious in some ways. Uh, but it, it, it's uh, it's good, you know. Uh, the fans have been phenomenal. Well, it, It's a difference, you can tell. You know, in the past when we played teams like Houston and uh, Boston, half 60% of the arena sounds like they're for the whole other team. You can see this year, there's still other fans that come in, uh, but it's a Clipper fan. You can hear our, you can hear our fans. I think that's, we're finally creating a home court. Um, we've yet to do that since I've been here. And uh, you can finally feel like our guys feel like this is a home court. It's nice. You're listening to The Grill. More of the biggest sports stories now. On Dubai Eye 103.8.
No Cristiano Ronaldo for Juventus as they're taking on Atalanta in the early kickoff in the Serie A at this evening. Atalanta with the lead in the second half, uh, thanks to Robin Gosens, but showing their class, Juventus have pulled this one back. Uh, we're in uh, extra time in this uh, early kickoff in the Serie A, and Gonzalo Higuan is the man of the moment with two goals in the space of eight minutes on 74 and 82. Sees Juventus leading Atalanta in in injury time over in Italy. I'll keep an eye on that one for you. What's been going on over in the Premier League? Mark Archer's been watching the game at the Emirates. Yeah, it's Arsenal at home taking on Southampton. Southampton struggling at 19th in the Premier League, well in the relegation battle, only eight points after 12 games. They took the early lead in this match. Danny Ings scored after eight minutes, but after 18 minutes, the equaliser came for Arsenal from Alex Lacazette, the Frenchman. Is uh, So at halftime, it goes in to this match. It's Arsenal 1, Southampton 1. Uh, looking at the other halftime scores in the Premier League, um, well, not much to report at half-time, uh, which makes our job that much easier. Uh, they're still playing at Watford against Burnley into extra time down there, but no goals. No goals, Everton against Norwich. The same uh, can be said, Crystal Palace against Liverpool, as can be said, uh, Brighton against Leicester. And Bournemouth against Wolves, is that the same case for us, Chris? No, it's not Wolves fans. You are going to be happy with this one. Moutinho and Jimenez put you up 2-0, so Santos' side looking good. Elsewhere, if you're a Bournemouth side, nothing to report back. Sam and Francis picking up his second yellow in the 37th minutes out there in the vitality. So Bournemouth needs to pull it together here at halftime or else they're going to fall to this Wolves team. Uh, what's going on in Scotland? I can tell you that Celtic lead Livingston by one goal to nil at halftime. These are the halftime scores for you. Uh, north of the border up in the Scottish Premiership. Hibs lead Motherwell two goals to one. Kilmarnock uh, leading Hearts by three goals to nil. And St Mirren uh, are in action against Ross County. It's one apiece there with uh, St Mirren and Ross County. Down to the championship for you now. Half-time scores coming in. Uh, one result from earlier, Charlton and Cardiff uh, saw out a 2-2 draw with Cardiff. Um, with those two goals in the second half to take a share of the spoils and the points. A couple more goals have gone in in the final ten minutes over in the Championship. Blackburn lead Barnsley by one goal to nil at halftime. It's Brentford, Reading, nil-nil. Same scoreline, Bristol, Nottingham Forest. Derby, though, have taken a very late lead against Preston in the first half. Uh, still playing down there. In fact, the fifth minute of extra time in the first half as Derby take on Preston. Huddersfield against Birmingham is half-time score, nil-nil. Same score down at Luton where Luton had entertaining leads. Wigan have taken uh, an early, uh, sorry, a late first half lead against Stoke in their game between the two. Swansea against Millwall is nil-nil and the other goal to go in early doors in the first half in the championship was West Brom against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, 1-0 is the score in that game. Uh, let's turn attention over to Europe where other action is ongoing. And Juventus have just extended their lead again in the third minute of extra time. Juventus who were trailing at heart, uh, just after the first half by one goal to nil and now leading with three points, uh, three goals at 2-1 and surely Mark Archer, Juventus who uh, are so dominant in Italy at the moment with all the points down there. Yeah, no, they're looking in, in good shape, aren't they? And obviously Cristiano Ronaldo, a lot of been talk about his form at the start of the season. He's been subbed more at the start of the season than he has pretty much all over his whole career. So interesting to see how that relationship goes. But Juventus, such a powerhouse in Italian football. You look to them to be you know, pretty much dominating as we get into the, into the Christmas period. Spain, uh, it was Barcelona who took the points a little earlier on against Leganes. Full-time score there, Barcelona 2, Leganes 1. Half-time in the second game down in Spanish La Liga. Second of four games, Real Betis taking on Valencia. It's one apiece in that one. Betis with the early first-half lead. Valencia equalising just before the half uh, the half-time stroke. It is 1-1 between those two. Granada taking on Atletico Madrid a little later on. And then Real Madrid against Real Sociedad is kicking off at midnight tonight. Let's get down to the German Bundesliga if we can. I'll ask Mark Archer to bring us up to date with Bayern Munich against Dusseldorf in a few moments' time. But let me tell you what else is going on around the German Bundesliga. Union Berlin uh, are leading Borussia Mönchengladbach. All of these games with around about 25 minutes left to play, possibly about half an hour left to play down 
in Germany. Union Berlin with that early uh, first half lead against Borussia Mönchengladbach. It's Bayer Leverkusen 1, Freiburg 1 at the moment. Frankfurt are trailing Wolfsburg by a solitary goal and Schalke, well Schalke they've been impressive throughout the season thus far and they continue that good form. They lead Werder Bremen by two goals to nil with 65 minutes on the clock. Cole take on Leipzig in the late kickoff. That one off at 9.30 but how are the champions elect doomed? Bayern Munich, they're on the road at Dusseldorf. Yeah and they're firmly in control Tom. 58 minutes gone at Dusseldorf and it's Bayern Munich 3, Dusseldorf 0. So they're looking like uh, on track for another win is the uh, perennial German favourites. Man City against Chelsea as your late kickoff 9.30 live down here at Barasti where the game is always on. Looking forward to that one Ross Christ. It's two of the big guns. Yeah I'm looking for, for Chelsea. I like I like that they got the yank in the lineup finally. You know they, they, they waited a couple games into the season to start inserting him. He has the natural half tr- hat trick left foot right foot on right off the head. So yeah, we'll see how well Chelsea keeps rolling over City. It'll be an interesting game. I think all eyes will be on this one. Sort of man management for Frank Lampard, isn't it? I, I, I was having a little reading an article a little earlier on about Frank Lampard. You know, he's one of the top five. Um, uh, well, the, the, well, I don't know how they, they, they rate this, but they're, in terms of IQs, in terms of footballers, he's one of the top five in the world when it comes to IQs, or in terms of international footballers. Footballing IQ or so what, intelligence IQ? Quiz? Intelligence IQ, yeah. So he's got an IQ of 150, mm. uh, which is high. Puts him in the uh, 0.05% uh, highest IQ around the world. Uh, so 150 for him. Uh, one matters also up there. He's in fifth position with 142. Can you think of the other three that might be above Juan Mata and Frank Lampard in terms of intelligence IQ? Eric Cantona for sure. Not. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you who's intelligent. Think current. I'm thinking, uh, we, we have to think current at the who, moment. Who was De Gea. The, De Gea's not up there now. No, who, who was the um, of yesteryear, the Chelsea fullback, Graham Lasso? Uh, Very intelligent man. Yeah, but again, it's got to be current players. Uh, so this is this is how these rankings are done. So you've got one matter of five. You've got Frankie Lampard at number uh, uh, four. So uh, players and managers, I should say. So there is another manager oh, in there. Oh, I need there. some clues, Tom. Okay. Uh, former Arsenal manager? Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger. He's uh, in the there. Professor. Uh, the, the professor. He's in there uh, round about 155 or something like that. Above him, a former Man City striker now applying his trade over in Italy. Oh, not the Negredo, no. The Mario Balotelli with an IQ of 160. <laughs> Why did he get that haircut then? Mario Balotelli <laughs> has an IQ, IQ of 160. Oh, you, made you made that up. He's up there. Uh, but the highest IQ uh, in the big leagues at the moment goes to... Uh, Barcelona, I'm not sure if he's captain or not, but uh, uh, centre of defence, uh, does a lot of work for hum- humanitarian causes worldwide uh, and also some close relationships with very wealthy uh, female uh, performing artists. Uh, Giro Piquet. Is the right answer, yeah. Yeah, he is the, he's Wait, got the when highest When did they give IQ. these guys IQ tests? I'm curious to know this. I don't know. Maybe it's part of the, uh, of the I don't know. Mm. Do, you have to, is it, is it, do you have to do a test in order to get into a club? I don't think so. Uh, is it a mandatory test for all of them? I don't think so. They give the Wonderlick test to all NFL rookies now to judge their to judge their uh, you know their football accurate uh, their their brain power basically. But uh, you can choose not to take the test. I'm very curious to know how this test is. So we're gonna I'm gonna. Well, we'll rug- have a Google search rugby have something similar, don't they? Because at the beginning of every season, but as part of the concussion tests and the, the work against concussion in rugby, you get given a general knowledge quiz at the beginning of the season, which uh, makes for great hilarity amongst uh, a number of rugby players because, as you well know, uh, there are a few, uh, well, fairly straightforward forwards uh, when it comes to rugby. Uh, but apparently you get, you get given the questions in advance so you can prepare <laughs> for this <laughs> test. <laughs> I, I, a bit like my test. I managed to tune in last week when you guys um, had the former... Uh, yeah, we're coming, guys, all right. Former, former Chelsea great John Terry on. Um, great interview, great, great chat. He must rank in the top couple of thousand Premier League players in IQ, surely. Must be up there, I'm sure, yeah. But no, Gerard Pico is the man up there. Uh, if you think that Frank Lampard is, is clever, 150, IQ of 150, Gerard Pique, 170. Wow. And I think he's in one of the new uh, one of the new forces in this new Davis Cup tennis organisation, That the, the new the new format, that he's brokered a deal. He's got an agency that's brokered the deal for a, right, yeah. this new multi-billion dollar Davis Cup sort of 
format has been revamped and we obviously need to talk about that this evening because it's all underway in, Let's do uh, that. in Madrid, I think. Let's do that in the third and final hour of the show. Plenty more to talk about. I want to talk about uh, helmet hate uh, and why that is causing such an issue and talking point over uh, in the United States. We want to talk Kings, um, uh, the, uh, the, the Davis Cup in the world of tennis. Uh, we've got cricket for you, rugby, and of course, we ain't ignoring the football. This is The Grill. Join the conversation. Text 4001 or message us for free on the Dubai Eye app. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.